Welcome back to the Work Me Hot podcast, the podcast where mujeres empower mujeres, where we amplify Latina voices and share their entrepreneurial and professional journeys. I'm your host, Sochi Carmona, founder of Work Mija, a lifestyle brand offering unique Latinx-inspired apparel and accessories for Latinas inspiring generational change. Thank you for joining me in creating a space for Latina leaders. Today, I'm joined by Evelia Torres. Evelia is the owner of Demi Tierra, a natural skincare line that pays tribute to traditional Mexican skincare rituals. Demi Tierra is taking skincare back to the basics, just like Abuelita. Using only earth-made ingredients indigenous to Latin America, Demi Tierra is inspired by nature and influenced by culture. Raised in Chicago whoop, whoop, by yeah. Mexican immigrant parents, Evelia founded Demi Tierra to honor them and their story. I'm excited to have another Chicago girl here with me here on the podcast. Welcome, Evelia. Thank you, Sochi. That was an awesome intro. I should like record you and like ah! <laughs> have you be my hype woman. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Chicago girl, so Southside. Here we have come. Yes, proud, proud, proud Chicago Southsiders. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to chat with Evelia. And before we get to know her, her and the business journey, we wanted to get to know Evelia astrologically a little bit. And so she was kind enough to share her birthday. We don't have a birth time, so we can kind of guess throughout this episode um, based off of her responses for the rising, but we do know her sun and her moon sign. So for those of us who don't know, your sun sign in astrology is your identity and where you shine. Most of us know our sun sign. That's our birthday. And Evelia is an Aries sun. So Ooh. our Aries are a fire sign. They are known to be leaders, go-getters with all the energy to keep going. A little dramatica from time to time, but also it's just a whole lot of passion, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it me so well. Oh my gosh. Speaking of dramaticas, moon sign, which rules your body and your emotions. Evelia is also an Aries moon. Oh my gosh. And I relate very much to the Aries moon. So I get it. I understand. And Aries moons, we can be known to be inherently impatient with getting what we want. I feel like that might be the hardest part sometimes, especially maybe when you're like launching a product, you're like I want it now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's so me. For there, sure. <laughs> there's just so much deep desire. The need and the wants are intense as all the things you do are with passion we just care we just care so you know when it comes to the emotions and Aries mood emotions when they happen they happen you know and we have on the work miha our products it's being a little dramatica is good for the soul and I think that's for my like fire signs where it's like you know what it's called expressing yourself so you know what be a dramatica let it out. Don't keep Let it, it out. In. Yeah, I have to agree 100% for sure. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. And we'll kind of try and see maybe what the rising sign comes off as. But now that we know Evelia a little bit more astrologically, we'll see where these placements kind of shine and the Aries placements usually shine kind of loudly throughout <laughs> her story. But Evelia, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and uh, what your business is? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So my name is Evelia and I'm a mom. I am an entrepreneur. I'm a sister. I'm an aunt. Um, I was born and raised in Chicago uh, in Little Village as well. Hey. I was born and raised out there until about third grade. Um, and now my parents um, moved to uh, like 72nd and Pulaski. Este, um, and I went to high school in Hubbard High School. I was fortunate enough to be the second in my family to go to college. Um, I went to DePaul University, graduated with a degree in marketing and sales. And right off the bat, I started working, you know, um, unfortunately, like my parents didn't know too much about like the process or or getting into school, but they knew that I had to go to school, um, that they didn't want me to be, you know, uh, they wanted me to take full advantage, advantage of the opportunities given to me here in the States. Um, and I did, and I, it was a crazy experience looking back because I was always the only brown girl mm -hmm. in my classes because uh, they were all business classes. Mm. 
And I felt the disadvantage that I had initially right away because a lot of like my peers were so advanced in like economics and calculus and like finance. And I'm like, what? Like, this is the first time I'm hearing about this, you know? So then and there was when I was kind of exposed to like the reality of the world, right? Like growing up again in Little Village, Puro Mexicano, right? Um, in school, Puro Mexicano. So when I was in college, it was like, whoa, it was like a rude awakening for me then. Mm-hmm. But that also like lit up a fire in me to like prove not only like myself, but like to prove to my community that we could do this and we can move forward. So from then on, I got like really hungry. I'm like, I need to be the best. And sure enough, I was like the first one in class. I was the first one to lead projects. I was the first one to like <laughs> do everything. And um, once I graduated, I knew I wanted to do marketing. I was always fascinated by the idea of like branding and like product development. Like how do these products get to market? Like, um, and ironically, I was um, always like really intrigued by the whole like beauty and skincare because growing up my mom sold Jafra and mm. um, Avon and Mary Kay and like all these things you know and of course like nunca me dejaba salir de la casa sin peinarme y tienes nunca vas a saber con quién te vas a ver you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so you gotta make sure you look good um so um so yeah one of my first jobs was within a hair care company um and then I stuck within that market so I I was a brand marketing manager for 10 years for different companies all in Chicago luckily I had the opportunity to work with all minority owned uh, companies black owned companies uh Pakistani owned companies so I also saw firsthand like how what their struggles were to build Mm -hmm. like legacy brands within their community so I became really inspired by that Um, And I always had the entrepreneurial niche, like itch, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I always knew I wanted to do something for myself. And so if you didn't get that, (laughs) like you mentioned, um, I, growing up, like my mom was a stay at home mom and I'm a mom of three. I have an 11 year old, a seven year old and a two year old. Mm -hmm. So it was always that like, how can I balance this? How can I like try to be the best at work because I loved working and I love what I was doing but I also love being a mom and I want to be there for my kids like my mom was there for all my field trips and she was always there at school you know how can I do that both and and it ate at me because when I was working like I would travel a lot like all over the world like from Colombia Chile England um everywhere uh Italy like so I was doing a lot of heavy traveling um, when my second one was born and I hated like one of the things that had like I hated having to ask for time off Mm -hmm. to be with my kids yeah like if my kids had a a school party and they wanted me there because they saw all the other moms there like mommy well mommy has to work or let Mm -hmm. me see if I could get time off Mm -hmm. like that just like killed me I'm like why do I have to ask for permission to be with my kids Mm -hmm. you know um so then I from there I just like started just researching like you know what can I do like I know I want to do something with the beauty and I want to do something with skincare um and I just realized I'm like you know what there's nothing out in the market right now that talks to Latinas mm-hmm. and yet we're the largest consumers of beauty products, Yep, you know, but there's nothing out there that's culturally representing who we are. That's speaking to us, like how we speak to each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to create it. Like I'm going to go back to the earth and like, that's where the name came from. De mi tierra. It was very intentional with the with naming my company I wanted it to be in Spanish and I want everyone to pronounce it in Spanish it's not de mi tierra mm-hmm. no it's de mi tierra like, I'm always like correcting people like no you, you could if you could say chateri board or whatever yeah. <laughs> you could say de mi tierra um and it was a leap of faith it was something that was like really scary um and I always like mentioned my husband because he's been like an integral part of me growing the mi tierra I'm like you know can I do this should I do this you know because it was an investment to like really get started and then eventually quit my job yeah. right to work on this full time and um, he's like you know what babes he the worst thing that could happen is you go back to work 
and that's not the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. So just, just do it. You know, we could do this. So you know, I wanted to um, really honor my roots, honor the, my parents' story. Like my parents, I'm a first-gen Mexicana. Uh, you know, my parents immigrated to this country when they were teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, they already had two kids and my mom was pregnant with my brother at that time. Um, the first apartment that they got here was underneath a bar, like mm-hmm. in Little Village where there were shootings. They were like, it was just fights, like crazy mm-hmm. and um they lived there with my you know eventually my grandma my aunt came and the whole family and just thinking about them and their story and my dad working in factories all his life and he's such a brilliant man um super smart and not having the right opportunities in Mexico and then coming here and, and kind of being taken advantage of mm-hmm. um in the workplace so I'm like you know we could do better. I could do better. Like they're my inspiration to move things forward. And, um, and then just honoring my, my ancestors, my grandmother, my mom, everything that, you know, she always had home cooked meals for us. If we were sick, eran puras hierbas y tés and, yeah. and, you know, everything natural. I'm like, you know what? I, I want to honor this. I want to honor mm-hmm. our story through this product and through, you know, this business and, I'm, I hope that I've been doing that and, 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 and um, putting that across, you know, with, mm-hmm. with my storytelling and my branding, but that's where I'm at right now. So, um, you know, let me see it as my full-time job. And as you can see, I'm home right now. Nice. <laughs> my husband took my toddler out to make sure she doesn't, you know, come in and interrupt, but it's been a crazy journey and, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Nice. So that's, a little bit about me. That's awesome. Just to kind of have like that I think a big part of entrepreneurship, I don't know, at least I feel like it's that freedom, like freedom of your schedule, freedom of your time. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. if you want to have some time with your kids, schedule that into your day. It's your Absolutely. day, not someone else's okay. schedule. Yeah. So I love that. And so for you, like open up a business, you know, a skincare line, like you say you have a marketing background, which is great. I feel like that's almost like you know, everybody's got their thing, you know, like that's your leg up. That really is a great competitive edge understanding that because a lot of businesses don't understand the marketing side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we learn because obviously entrepreneurs, you, you, you figure it out, you right? Figure but it out. Yeah. You're coming from a marketing background. And so to create like a skincare line, obviously, you know, there's stuff from like our ancestors and like, do you have a scientific background or how did you even start? You're like, uh, let me get the, yeah. you know? I know, right? So no, so I don't have um, any sort of like form, like formal formulation background, but when I worked in the industry, like my job was to work alongside the chemist. Mm. So whenever there was like, if the CEO was like, okay, we need to develop a new like, do you remember when Moroccan oil, do you remember Moroccan oil? Do you know Moroccan oil? Oh, yeah. So, so that was something that was kind of coming through, like, you know, in the back end. But mm-hmm. I saw, like, potential in, in like, the argon oil story. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, like, so my job was to go and work alongside the chemist and say, okay, we need to develop a shampoo, conditioner, hair mask, a hair oil with these 10 ingredients. And mm-hmm. so then they would get to work and they would pretty much like cook the formula, mm-hmm. but they would do it alongside me. Like I would receive samples. Um, I would receive stability testing. So everything was, mm-hmm. was like kind of, they were doing the cooking, but I was doing like the, um, the final like approval, so mm-hmm. to speak of like the fragrance of like the viscosity, like how thick or how thin like a product would be. Um, but I also learned a lot about like, the manufacturing practices that are used here in the United States and how crazy like unregulated it is. So, and how these, a lot of these ingredients that are out there are not necessarily for the efficacy of the product or like their, um, uh, like their qualities for either your hair or your skin. Mm. Like they're there to make sure that they're binded together to make sure that it doesn't melt while they're sitting in a warehouse on their way to Target, Mm -hmm. to make sure it doesn't melt when it's sitting in your car, um, to preserve all the, like all these preservatives are in there. So like 
And then like 80% of a formula was water. So yeah. like I learned a lot about that. And I'm like, you know what? What about all these great ingredients? Like, why can't mm -hmm. we have most of these formulas be the main ingredients and, mm -hmm. and exclude the water, you know? So that's kind of where I started um, is really knowing what I didn't want in my formulas. And once you're left with like all these natural and rich ingredients, like you don't need, like, it's like cooking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's certain like uh, rules around like how to cook, right? If you put too much water, if you put too much of this, so le pones mucha sal, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So as you're like uh, making these things, like you start learning. So it was a lot of trial and error for me um, to make uh, like all of my formulas. And, you know, I would test it with my family and friends, but they're so like, if you really look at my ingredient list, like they're so simple, but they're so amazing and mm -hmm. like so potent, so rich. Um, and I choose them based off of like their qualities or what, what kind of like results I want to achieve with like the skin. Um, but that's pretty much how I got started. It's just like basic knowledge um, from working with like the chemists in the industry, learning what ingredients I, I wanted and didn't want, and then kind of knowing how to source them from there. So, mm -hmm. so I guess you could say I did have an advantage because I knew like where to source them from, um, you know, what I wanted, what I didn't want, things like that. Mm -hmm. but that's great just to kind of be like that product development like you said the manufacturers like understanding the process right so right. it's like okay we're gonna start small but how are we going to scale this which usually a lot of people are just like ah, i don't even know don't you know that, what yeah. that process looks like and i feel like a lot of times for entrepreneurs like your day job um i feel like you like if you're smart it's like take advantage you know what can i learn here you know <laughs> like what are we doing tell me more yeah, yeah. But that's awesome that you kind of like took that away with you um and so like when you kind of started this business you're, you're putting the ideas together you're like learning how to mix like obviously nothing's perfect with our businesses throughout. There's always challenges, always like every month or something. Right. I but know, like, what, what would you say are some of the challenges maybe you initially encountered and how did you kind of like overcome them? Um, gosh, there's so many, where do I be? Right? <laughs> um, one of the, like, I guess one of my main challenges, and I think it's a challenge for me to this day is like learning how to ask for help. Like, mm, yeah. you know, like, Oh, that's I, an Aries. I, moon trait. That's an Aries moon trait. I know that one too. Well, it's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. And I'm still learning every single day, like to ask for help. Um, and like trying to either research it all or do it all myself. And now I'm learning like that I can't be like an expert in everything, mm -hmm. even though like I want to be, because that's just in our nature. I feel like, like you want to learn and you want to know, you know? Um, so that was, I guess, one of my biggest challenges is, is learning to let go because sometimes I could be the bottleneck of my own, like yep. I could be the one getting in my own way from yep. like growing and scaling, you know? Um, so that was probably one of my biggest challenges is learning how to ask, ask for help, um, and getting like the right people in place, mm -hmm. you know, that are experts in like their field to help me out. Um, but you know, luckily I haven't had too many, like, you know, big, like problems or challenges. It's just, I would say that would be the, one of the main ones really is mm -hmm. just like learning how to, to get people in my corner. Mm -hmm. Like delegate and delegating. And I don't know, is it like some sort of control freakness, like uh, speaking so. from experience, you know, like <laughs> you know, it's like, I feel like by the time I, they get it done or someone gets it done, I could have done it myself. Like an hour. Of course. Right. Yeah. You know, I could have done it an hour. It's taking you three hours to do this, you know, but I could do it in one. It all, you know, that one hour I can yeah. be using it, doing other things. Like bigger I need picture a things. bigger picture working on the business, not necessarily like in the business. Mm hmm. Oh, my gosh, for sure. I love that you shared that because that's that's easier for some people, harder for others. If you have Aries placements, it's very hard because you yeah. can do it all the best. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not going to allow you to grow because exactly. um, like sometimes like one task that it's like, well, what this is easy. Can I give this to somebody else? And it's just um now finding uh, what is it, like management, right? Hey, you yeah. are the leader. Learn how to lead. You know, Learn how do you teach me. someone yeah. to do it and maybe teach someone to do it better than you? Yeah. For sure. 
Absolutely. Cause you never know, like someone could do it better than you and you should be okay with that. Like yeah. you're the expert there. Okay. They have, let me move on to like, let me get back in my lane. Right. <laughs> and you, you take care of that one. That's yeah. crazy. So did you start, you know, making everything like handmade, like at home. And then now I see that you have like the production facility, yeah. right? Yep. So I, I'm still at home. Um, but I, when I started, I literally started in my kitchen. <laughs> I would dedicate like a, a weekend or two weekends a month to like mass produce and like making batches. And, you know, I had a dedicated like, area in my pantry where it was just all like my lab equipment. And eventually it just like started outgrowing and outgrowing and outgrowing. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't, I can't be in my kitchen because the kitchen's the heart of your home. Yeah. You know? Um, and then of course I had to like, make sure everything was super sterile and like disinfect everything. And like, you know, I love to cook. So I, I mean, <laughs> trying to balance both things. And eventually, um, luckily my house has a full like basement mm. and it wasn't finished. It was just like a regular unfinished basement. And, um, it was like two, almost three years ago that I'm like, okay, babe, I told my husband, I'm like, we need to make this my full studio. Cause it's mm -hmm. about 1200 square feet yeah. and that's what I needed. Um, and I'm like, instead of us like renting a space, cause technically like within this, this industry, like I am allowed to make stuff at home. Like mm -hmm. there's no rules or regulations that say you need, it's not like food, you yeah, know, like a commercial kitchen. Yeah. Like you need a commercial kitchen, you know, to make your products. Like you can make your products at home, but you just have, you, there are practices that you need to follow yeah. as far as like, you know, cleaning and sterilizing your stuff. Um, but I needed like a dedicated space. So right now mm -hmm. I'm still at home. It's my basement. It's like fully gutted. Like you go down there, it's like a lab. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not cooking anything else down here. It's there, but I'm also outgrowing it, you know, yeah. right now, because eventually like I need to buy more inventory and hold more inventory. And yep. then I, you know, you ship things out too. So you have like a dedicated like shipping area. Yes. And it's just, it's, you know, like it's crazy. Um, but poco a poquito, like hopefully, um, within the next year or two, I want to have like a actual, like area where I can leave my house, yeah. <laughs> and, like, go formulate and ship and make all the products. And also just have that separation too, eventually when it becomes good. So you can kind of, it's almost like having your own personal, like cutoff, you know, like, cause if you're at home, you're like, well, I'm at home and I'm with everybody, exactly. but you're not really consciously with, you know. Exactly. And it's hard too, you know, because you're home and, and people always have that misconception, like, oh, you work from home. You're so lucky. You and your husband, you have your kids. I'm like, see, sí, you know, porque it's, you don't know how to, like, to your point, you don't know how to separate the mm -hmm. two, right? Like it's so intertwined as before when you used to leave to go to work, you used to leave like at, yeah. at eight o'clock in the morning, you needed to be out the house. Estén los trastes, esté la comida, esté the laundry, esté yeah. whatever, right? You had to go and you came back and okay, you got started. And now it's like, um, I'm on my way down and I'm like, oh, there's that load of laundry. Let me go do uh -huh. that really quick. Or, oh, the girls are going to be getting home from school soon. Let me go make that. <laughs> and so it, it gets intertwined. So that's what makes it a little bit hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could totally yeah. see that. Wow. Okay. Little, little by little, like right now you have like your floors separating yeah. you and then hopefully it's like, all right, I'll have bye, like a everybody. Building. <laughs> yeah. A whole building separating me later. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. So now like, as you're growing, as you have grown your business, like obviously when you first start like day one, you know, unless I don't know, sometimes people go viral and it's like, oh my gosh, all these orders. But obviously yes. maybe it's like, it can be a slow and steady, you know, nice pace race <laughs> to For kind sure. of growth. You know, you're kind of going from, Hey, by the way, I'm here. This is my brand. This is the thing I'm doing. Um, and you're just constantly trying to be like, Demi Diana, Demi Diana. you know, maybe like your ones like brand awareness, you know, for you, what would you say? Was there something specific that you kind of introduced into your like business or marketing plans that really kind of just like triggered that growth to be like okay I've got to move out of the kitchen and you know now we what's the next phase like was there something yeah. that you felt like kind of changed that for you yeah absolutely um so when I first started I knew like you know being in business school like you're taught to like have a business plan a distribution strategy like how are you going to sell where are you going to sell it how much are you going to sell it to who are you going to sell it to like so I kind of um 
had like a like a big picture of how I wanted to do this and one of the things that I really wanted to do like my focus wasn't necessarily e-commerce in the beginning honestly that was the last thing I wanted to oh, do wow. because I was like man I gotta build a website yeah I gotta learn how to market this like I gotta bring people to the website like it's a mm-hmm. lot of work till this day yeah. like it is so and it's ever changing, ever evolving. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I just drive myself. I still drive myself crazy trying to figure out the whole e-commerce thing. But um, when I first started, I really wanted to be intentional and I really wanted to start a conversation with with my customers Mm -hmm. and have like a private setting. So again, going back to like my mom and like when my mom used to sell like Jafra and Avon and all those things, they were at home like parties. Like Mm -hmm. the ladies used to get together while the kids were in school and like talk makeup. (laughs) And like, Mm -hmm. I remember my mom used to like invite her comadres over while all the kids were in school and she would sell and she would make money that way. And I'm like, you know what? That's something that I would want to do with the Mitera. So um, I started doing what I called trunk shows. Mm-hmm. So, and the first one was my launch party when I had it, I had it at home. I invited all my girlfriends, um, my closest, like my family, my, my friends. And I'm like, this is what I'm doing. Like, this is my brand and I need your help. And this is how mm-hmm. I want to like distribute my product. So um, from that first initial launch, I had trunk shows. So then I had like my cousins and my close friends host me in their home and everyone loved it because it was an opportunity for like girlfriends to get together at home and like just drink, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like everyone would have like their wine, their tequila. And then I, you know, I had uh, an opportunity to present my product mm. and the difference was that I really had the chance to talk about one, the importance of natural ingredients and how the industry is unregulated, like to really educate the, cons- the customer and my consumer about why you need to make these switches. Like, mm-hmm. for example, one of um, my first product that I made, and it's still my number one selling product is my deodorant. Mm-hmm. Like people don't think about that, right? Yeah. When you go to my product, you see all like the cute, like skincare stuff. But my number one seller is my natural deodorant. And, you know, I talk about like the importance of switching and, and how, you know, regular deodorant has aluminum in it. And it's like the metal, el mismo aluminio que usas para cocinar is like mm. in, uh, in deodorant and it clogs yeah. your pores and it causes breast cancer. So like, mm-hmm. because not only that, like, again, like going back to my point of Latina women, like we're the largest consumer. We're also the ones getting like the sickest, right? Yeah. Like we have one of the higher, like, rates of cancer and diabetes and all these other things. And it's like, we fail to realize that not only are we, you know, wanting to be conscious of what we put in our body, but we also want to be conscious about what we put on our body because Mm -hmm. it also absorbs everything, you know? And I, and I love giving the example of like the nicotine patch Mm -hmm. and how people that are trying to quit, you know, smoking. And I don't know if it's even so popular now but I remember when it first launched like it was heavily marketed you know like put it on your skin and it'll help control your cravings well think about that like it's a patch that you're putting on your skin but it's releasing hormones or whatever Mm -hmm. into your system or I I think there's even birth control that's yeah like that right so it just goes to show how our skin like really absorbs everything and it goes into our system um, so my goal is always to educate people and then tell the story of our ancestors. Like, do you remember Abuelita used to put like onions on your feet when you were sick or so I made that connection right away and it, those just took off, um, mm-hmm. where from each like event I would book like two or three more trunk shows and then, you know, I would make new, meet new people and make new customers. So I empezó a correr la voz. Um, and then, uh, I would say like a year after that, I got an opportunity to, um, I won a competition actually to get free rent at the mall. So I don't know. Yes. I don't know if you knew this. I was at Chicago Ridge mall for about almost two years. Oh, wow. No. Yeah. (laughs) They had like this, like shark tank style, like competition. And they made me pitch in front of like corporate people. (laughs) Oh, wow. from, I think at that time it was Star Starwood Retail and um, the winner would get six months of free rent um, mm. at the mall and being at the mall is super expensive like overhead okay. there is crazy and so once I won that then that's when we became more more retail 
Mm. But with COVID, like we had to shut down and yeah. it was just like, that's a whole nother story. Uh, <laughs> that was another that challenge. Too. That's <laughs> another challenge. Absolutely. One of the biggest ones for sure. Oh my gosh. Next episode. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. To be continued. <laughs> yeah. But no, I love that. Basically educating, really educating your customer. Mm-hmm. And also it's like, once again, I think we've heard this on the Work Me Have podcast that Senora word of mouth is where yes. it's at the amiga yes. referral Ooh, yes but honestly the friend referral that one is a really good one and i feel like even for me it's like it's really is your friends and families can be like your best ambassadors right Absolutely. like it's hearing from them and telling their friends and telling the friends of the friends and you know yep. we have a lot big families yeah. <laughs> so or the whole cheese, the cheese my culture like hey did you try this yeah this for me you know like you need to give this a try it's so true um but then also like yeah it really is like that education piece on skincare in general and I feel like little by little like even for me just hearing about it's like yeah Target has like a ten dollar cleanser or this but you know how much crap is in there or like yeah. how much it really isn't yeah. good for you and yeah. they're not gonna put the good stuff in they're there not. No. Um, cause that cuts into their profit margin. They're here to make money. They don't care about yeah. your skin, you know, it's a whole, it's, you know, the whole like distribution game is, a, is definitely a beast, but you know, luckily brands are recognizing the needs of the consumers because the more that we demand and request these things and the more money that they're losing yeah and they're like wait where's this money going oh it's going here in this mm-hmm. natural segment or the latino consumers the largest consumer okay let's start talking to them you know so luckily they are like i, I am seeing like some change within the big retailers but but regardless like they need to make room for these natural and organic products you know to yeah, because especially with skincare, it's a journey. You know, a lot of the times we've been taught like that quick fix, zap it, you know, but guess what? That product for that pimple, you know, reducing probably has like a bunch of alcohol and it's just going to dry out it's your skin. Dry your skin. And for me, someone who has very dry skin, I was like, I, I can't be having that. Like, I can't, like, for me, I was like, I am not going to get a cleanser. That's really cheap. Cause I know it has ingredients that just aren't going to, they're going to strip my skin of the moisture. I already do not have, Have. you know, (laughs) so you (laughs) have to invest. Honestly, I feel like skincare is an investment that's worth it. Especially if you are someone who loves makeup, guess what? It starts with the base, right? It It really does. Like your makeup can't sit there nicely. If your skin is like, dry and flaky and it's just going to make it look flaky you know and another thing that people don't realize that I also really like to educate is like whenever I get which I get a lot of like customers are like oh you know I have eczema or I have you know really dry skin I have patchy skin like what can I do like the first thing I ask is like well can I ask you like about your diet Mm, you know like are you like I get really personal like I'm like, all right, can I ask you like how dark your pee is? <laughs> ah, no, no, it's true. It's true. I look at that and I was like, oh, I got to hydrate. <laughs> yes. Like people don't realize like a lot of times your skin goes, it changes with you and it changes mm-hmm. with the season, you know, like in the winter, like my skin's the same way in the, in the summer, pues un poquito más grasosa. And then in the winter time, it gets really dry, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure I'm like, okay, how much water am I drinking? Am I taking probiotics? Am I having enough green? So like, I try to like make sure that they understand the importance of water, something mm-hmm. as simple as water, like just make sure you're drinking enough water. And you know, if you are, if your pee is clear, like, yeah. So ladies, if you're, if it's too dark, that means you're not drinking enough water. Um, and then I go into a routine. So it's like, you know, cause a lot of the, the skincare problems begin in the gut. Mm-hmm. And that's something that like a lot of people don't realize, you know, that it's not just a topical thing. It really, it's, it's something internal first mm-hmm. and then you treat it with with topical products mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah. and so actually with the <laughs> winter time coming up and we're talking winter time in Chicago I know it's crazy <laughs> what would you recommend so let's see um first let's do what would you recommend for someone of your products that like people love with dry skin asking for a friend <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah so I have oh my god so when I was pregnant with my last daughter, she's two now. Oh my God. Each pregnancy was so different. Um, and with this one, like my skin went haywire. Like it was so dry, like dry around my eyes and like dry around my mouth. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And a lot of it was obviously hormonal because mm. I was pregnant. 
Um, but I'm like, I need to figure something out. So that's when I put my head down and I really started going like hard on ingredients and like formulating a cream because at that time I only had a serum, which is an oil-based serum, which is also my top seller. It's that and the deodorant that did no. <laughs> And that's made with pomegranate seed oil and pomegranate seed oil has a high concentration of like vitamin K and it's super moisturizing and a little bit goes a long way. Um, it also has jojoba oil, which replicates like your own sebum that we naturally produce because sometimes when we're like to your point earlier, when we're over washing or over cleansing, our skin mm -hmm. is like over producing even more oil, right? Yeah. So sometimes like um, adding these serums and oils kind of like um, enables your skin to balance itself out and not produce that as much and produce enough. Mm -hmm. So, but at that point, I felt like this is still not enough for me. Like I need a little bit more. So I developed what's um, our cactus cream. Oh, and I our saw cactus that. cream, <laughs> it has nopal. Because mm. I'm like, oh my God, this it's so, in, in English, it's called prickly pear seed oil. So if you mm -hmm. know, los nopales tienen las tunas. Mm -hmm. And they're delicious. They're so good. Like we eat them. We make aguas frescas with them. Like, oh my God, they're, they're beautiful and they're so good. Well, inside they have these tiny seeds. And that's where um, the oil is extracted from. And that has like one of the, like, if it's able to keep a cactus mm -hmm. hydrated and like fruitful in the desert, imagine what these qualities do to your skin. So I ran with that, with that oil um, and I developed the cactus cream and it's been, oh my God, it's so amazing. So I definitely highly recommend that one. Ooh. And it's, again, it's waterless. All my formulas are waterless. There's no water in there. And it has a really high concentration of this prickly pear seed oil. Ooh, that and it's been luscious. a life changer. <laughs> like I've had people tell me like, you know, that they had their skin issues. They've gone to a dermatologist and they've gone back and they're like, what are you using? <laughs> like, yeah. Your skin is so, so much better now. It's like healed because it's actually like healing the skin. Um, so that coupled with the face serum and then our facial mist, which is made out of floral waters, mm. so te de, de manzanilla, tiene aloe vera, um, uh, te de lavanda, which is lavender. So it's a really nice facial mist that you apply like before, um, the cream to help mm -hmm. like absorb everything in. So it's just those three products. So it's nothing like crazy and extensive. Like you don't need a whole, like eight, ninth step skincare routine. Like it's really, really basic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I hope everybody's taking notes. Addressing yeah. girls, um, <laughs> especially if you're in true cold weather. Cause I just, for me, like I have dry skin and I just hate when brands are like, here's a moisturizer for everybody. It's like, no, 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 no. they're not yeah. all created equal. We don't all live in Florida and California. <laughs> different skin types have different types. needs. Yep. Yeah. And the humidity levels have a lot to do with it. So like during this time, I recommend like put a humidifier in the room. Like, you know, this is my workspace. So I make sure I have a humidifier here, a humidifier at night because mm -hmm. at nighttime, that's when our skin replenishes mm -hmm. and that's when our, our skin regenerates as well. It's like, cuando estás dormidas, cuando mm -hmm. tu cuerpo automáticamente se empieza a like regenerar, you know? Yeah. Um, so I recommend doing that at night for sure. Like don't, don't miss out on your nighttime skincare routine because it's the best time to hydrate your skin. Make, make some time. Even if it's hard, I hope everybody's taking notes and learning. Yeah, Honestly, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know all the education, but no, I like follow, like I was watching your, your videos and yeah, uh, your skin looks great. Oh, uh, the products you you're so using yeah. are amazing. <laughs> um, what was I going to say even? And then, so, cause I'm like a little Instagram stalker. I like to go from the very beginning <laughs> yeah. and just kind of see the growth of the brand. And honestly, mm. like, I thought like you were like younger than you are. I was like, is no. that just like, is that just like a marketing <laughs> plan? I don't know. Does she lie just no. to sell some skincare? But I was like, if not, oh my gosh, that skincare yeah. is working for you. <laughs> That's yeah. in the marketing. <laughs> I know, right? Well, thank you so much. But I get that a lot. Like people, when I tell them my age, which I will be 40 next year in April. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, why you look like you're in your late twenties. I'm like, oh my God, thank you yes. so much. <laughs> Pero see, I'm going to be 40. So yeah, it's, I'm like, it's semitira.com. Right, I was about to <laughs> say. Right, she's like, actually, I'm like 65, but I use semitira. Yeah. <laughs> right. I 
just retired. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. So I was like, okay, yeah, this works. <laughs> Put her on the billboard. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, thank you so much. That's crazy, but I'm excited. I love to see that your business is growing. Like, I feel like I, when I started the work, Miha, like I started following the Mitierra, you know, like I had you guys on there and then I just feel like out of nowhere, it's like, Evelio's here, the Mitierra's here. It's like, boom, you. you know, so. Yeah, it's okay. I feel like I, like if I, like, I do everything still right now. Like I don't have a social media person or content. Like I'm still doing everything, everything from everything. <laughs> Again, going back to asking for help. Yeah. <laughs> and getting people in your corner. But um, even that, I feel like it has changed so much now that you have, to, which you are amazing. Like, oh my God, you are so amazing at creating your videos and reels. I'm like, how do I need to know when she does, like, how's, like what schedule works best? Cause <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, because now the algorithm has changed so much oh, yeah. and it's like all video. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Like now I need to record and like plan out these recordings and make time for the recordings. So it's like, I am, I'm trying to do that now, like trying mm-hmm. to like feed as much content as possible, like how to's tutorials, you know, um, everything like that for my customers, but mm-hmm. I'm trying, <laughs> like, it's been so, so crazy. Little by little and growing yeah. your business, honestly, just make a video of you doing your skincare routine and just drop your age and bam. <laughs> <laughs> That's your mark. There you go. Yeah. That's your video. Sold. Yeah. <laughs> late 30s early 40s let's go <laughs> like oh man I'm getting that <laughs> that's awesome well like growing your business you know it's it takes a lot little by little um you know so as impatient as you might be you know that patience pays off yeah. and you know speaking of growing your business one of the biggest challenges founders have you know can be raising that capital for your business or wanting to grow it you know like you obviously you you know you start your business you you invest maybe like your own money and as you make sales you're kind of putting into it and growing but you're always kind of reinvesting it and I can see where the impatience like okay we need to accelerate this growth a little bit and but that requires capital especially for like such a product-based business so I've been seeing you know you have been getting out there and getting those grants you know um (laughs) getting those pitches out there so congratulations with that on being a recipient of recently the crush dreams fund uh in collaboration with i fund women i've talked to some ladies who i've had in my cohort so i was super excited to see that you are part of this newest cohort here with some other faces that i know um because yes get that money honey get that money get that capital (laughs) (laughs) because it's out there yes it's out there you know it's just it is a lot of work because it's a lot of grant writing and like Mm -hmm. pitching and record you know sometimes they want you to record a video yeah you know do all that and they want to know your numbers and it's a lot of work but there's so like this year I've realized like how much money is out there for the taking honestly like if you really like I feel everybody should take advantage and just really get out there because there's corporations and people like caress and I fund women that really want to see us grow and expand because unfortunately funding like VC funding or like investor funding like it's not made available to us nope like these spaces aren't carved out with us in mind no, you only know. like what two percent of Latinas get, or if that women if of that, color, you know, women of, exactly less than that, like mm-hmm. less than a percent. It's it's ridiculous, but yet we are the revenue generators. Mm-hmm. We're the ones building these new businesses every single day, mm-hmm. all across the country. But yet we're not the ones that they're thinking about when it comes to investing. But yes, it's something that you know grants anything that's out there. Like definitely take advantage, and it allows for you to like really grow. Cause like you said, like everything that you, you know, people might think, Oh my God, they're generating so much money or they're doing this, but that money doesn't go in my pocket. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't go in our pockets. It goes right back in the business Mm -hmm. because you can't expect to spend the same amount of money and grow your business. Right. Mm -hmm. You got it. It's like a machine. You got to feed it. And it's like a snowball. The more you give it, the bigger that snowball gets. And the more people you could hire, the more inventory you could buy, like, Mm-hmm. all these things. So I'm, I'm super fortunate right now. I don't know when this is going to air, but I'm still crowdfunding right now. It's still live. Um, I hope to, uh, my campaign ends on December 1st, but I've already received like such amazing support just from my family and friends. Um, as of this recording, I haven't launched it like to the public yet. Mm-hmm. And I think 
as of this morning, I was like 35% funded already. So I, I peeked oh down there. God. I was like, oh my gosh, wow, yeah. you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, I hope I could blow this out the water because there's so many um, opportunities that have come into play. Like I recently attended um, a summit called We All Go Latina. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh my God. I highly recommend it. Like if you could go, let's go together next year. I know. Like, no, oh I'm down. God. I want to, I want to. Oh my God. You would love it. Like, cause that's another thing that I was looking for is like a network yeah. um, of Latina women that are tr- trying to like trailblaze within their one, your community, yeah. one, your, your segment, either if it's a podcast or if it's a brand or if it's a service, like so, we're all out there together to like really change the world and like change our community mm-hmm. and vouch for our community. Um, but unfortunately there aren't like being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur could also be very lonely, right? Yes. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like you're, you're just, you, you put your head down and you're trying to get things through, but then like you come across these problems or challenges, or sometimes you just want to ask for help. Like, Hey, how do you do this? Mm-hmm. Right. And then you sometimes don't have anywhere to turn because like your friends and family might not necessarily understand yeah. your hardships. Right. So community is so important. Um, but yeah, I, I was able to, through this recent grant that I, I won with another company, which is Cash Drop, I was able to attend this summit in oh, Palm nice. Springs, California. I'm like, if I win this pitch, I'm going to go there and I'm going to network, you know, my butt yes. off. And sure enough, oh my God, I met so many women out there. Like, oh my goodness. Everyone was out there just willing to like lend a hand. Like you bumped into someone while you were getting lunch and they're like, how can I help you? Like, what do you need? maybe someone in my network knows someone that knows someone that could help you with whatever it is that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So, um, and even like with grants and like grant writing. So it's super important to like surround yourself with these people and get like the funding that you need to like really grow and expand because that's something that I, I hope to do. Like I hope hopefully within this time next year, I am at a retailer like Target or like Whole Foods or Nordstrom's even where again, we're carving this space for the Latina consumer, you know, Mm -hmm. but funding is super, super important. So I hope that um, I could meet my goal with this, with this crowdfund. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, we want to see that representation. We want to see a brand that knows us, that's talking to us. And it's also, yeah, part of like that growth networking, you know, it's, there's this thing where it's competition but like no it's like there's room for everyone and also it's like yes we all want to make it to the top but you don't want to be alone you know I don't want to depend on trying to now figure out how to talk to Susie and Becky you know I I want Lupe up there with me (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly yeah so yeah we want other people who we can relate to and like their journeys as well so yes get all the grants and for like the crest dreams one how did you find out about this grant yeah so i have been following iphone women for a while and as you know like you get just get bombarded like you know the algorithm sometimes change and sometimes they'll feed you stuff you know grant writing or grants and other times it's other things but um i had seen it and I'm like, oh, I need to apply. You know, I think they gave us like two months or maybe mm-hmm. three um, to apply. And I kept putting it off or se me olvidaba. Mm-hmm. And then again, it was one of my like comadres. I'm not sure. Um, there's a, if you know about a group called Chicago Latina Moms on Facebook. I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a super active group. Uh, a lot of my customers are there already. And um it was one of a, a good friend of mine and I met her through Chicago Latina Moms and it was the last day to apply. I'm not joking. It was like midnight and she had already messaged me. She's like, hey, um, don't forget about this grant, you know, like mm-hmm. apply. They're, they're amazing because uh, I think she had won something with them already, um, like a, a grant opportunity or a, a coaching opportunity for her. Okay. She's trying to open up Luna y Cielo. Luna, yeah, I was about to say, I was like, is yeah. that Luna y Cielo? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Este, and the day of, um, she reminded me again, I was like, oh my God, yes, I need to do this right now. And it, I, luckily I had already started grant writing for other things. Um, I had some things like in my toolbox, which I highly recommend if you're a business owner, create this toolbox because it'll make this whole process easier. Anytime Mm -hmm. there's an opportunity that comes up and it was 11, like 50, I estoy, (laughs) filling it all out um 
And funny story, I had my nieces sleep over that day with mm-hmm. my with my daughters. I think it was, it might've been like a Friday night. And um, I was about to submit and one of them starts crying. Oh yeah, I will never forget this. I said, you're on the channel. I'm like, oh my God. Sandra's going to kill me, my sister, because it was her daughter, Camila. <laughs> She's listening to this. She's like whimpering. And I'm like trying to finish. I'm like, oh my God, I can't leave her alone, pobrecita. So I'm like, you know what? If I don't get it, pues ni modo. You know, like if I don't get to finish this, pues it didn't happen. So I run over there and I'm like, Camila, ¿qué tienes? Tengo miedo. She's like crying and I'm like sweating. So I'm like, I need to finish this application. Oh my God, Camila. I have five minutes left to finish this. And I call my sister and I'm like, Sandra, Camila está llorando. I'm I'm trying to console her. I'm super sorry. She had no idea what I was doing. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but can I leave leave the phone here with you? I have to finish this application. And she's just like, what? She's like, okay. So I left the phone with her and I could hear her I could hear my sister consoling her and I'm like oh my god I literally I'm not joking I look at the time it's like 11 58 and I still had like a few questions left and these are like essay questions right yeah. like they want you to answer like these essays and I'm like oh my god like my husband was sleeping and I'm like I don't know what it but I I like finished them and I hit submit and it's like 11 59 I didn't even know if it went through or not oh. I was like oh my god it probably didn't go through because it's like the deadline yeah and internet uh, went out no. internet <laughs> went out and uh no it did go through and then I go back to Camila I'm like reading her I'm like okay Camila yeah <laughs> no but she was fine but it was just like everything that was going against me at that moment to like apply But yeah, you know, I applied. And then um, a few weeks later, I was up late again. And um, it was, I remember it was a Saturday. I was up with my daughter, my oldest, because she loves to stay up. And I happened to like, she asked me about something about her teachers. And I happened to like log in and check my email. And I saw the email that came through that I had been selected. And I was like, I just started crying. Yeah. I just started crying and I'm like, oh my God. And my, my daughter was like, mommy, por qué lloras? I'm like, because, <laughs> you know, cause I like to make them a part of everything that I yeah. do. And they under, you know, she's starting to understand the whole idea of being a business owner and entrepreneurship, you know, even if you ask her now, what do you want to do when you grow up? She wants to have her business. Like, oh, hey, she's, she's, yeah, she's like, I want to sell cookies because she loves Disney. She's like, I'm going to go to Disney and I'm going to sell cookies out there. <laughs> I'm going to live in Florida. I was like, you go, baby. <laughs> but um, it was just like such a crazy experience because even now you could relate because you went through the, through the program of having your dreams and your ideas kind of validated Mm -hmm. right because again going back to like entrepreneurship being so lonely like you think you're doing it or you you you're like you're seeing something at the end of the tunnel or Mm -hmm. like you're running a marathon right and you're seeing like this finish line but this finish line is constantly moving right Mm -hmm. you're never reaching it and then there's days where you question yourself I don't know if it's happened to you but I question myself like all the time like what am I doing Yep. Why am I qualified to do this? Or who do I think I am to think that one day I'm going to be at a target? You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like all these thoughts that your mind just like allows you to think sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where the mind work really comes in. And you have to say, no, yo puedo. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, and, and remember your why. Like, why mm-hmm. did you start? Why are you doing these things? So to have like iPhone women and caress, um, see my business and select my business out of like over 2000 applicants, you yes. know, like it was just like, me dio la, me echó like fire under me, yeah. you know, to like, okay, go, Delia, go, 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 no te rajes, like, keep going. Yeah. And, it's hard yeah. when it's like, you're doing things that aren't instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, that patience, 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 you know, you're yeah. there. We always talking about, you got to plant the seeds. I was like, where yeah. are these yeah, seeds? <laughs> I can't yeah. see anything. Yeah. I quiero mi jardín. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. And then, so can you tell me like for your crowdfunding, like what is the goal for what you're raising money for and mm-hmm. how can people support your crowdfunding campaign? Yeah. So I am trying to raise $30,000. And because I 
have through this network that I just came across, I've met someone that's going to actually help me get into retail. She is someone that's heavily experienced in getting brands. And she actually just got, um, I I don't think I'm allowed to say it yet, but she got a very uh, popular skincare brand um, out in the market um, recently into different retailers. And she sees a lot of potential in my brand as well. So I'm so like, fired up to work with her so yeah so a lot of people also don't realize you know it's not easy getting into retail and it costs a lot of money up front because you need to first fund your product your inventory in order to sell it right so through this crowdfund I hope to get all those things in place Mm -hmm. um to to be ready for when that time's come when that time comes I could be ready to go um, to launch into retailers. So, um, so yeah, so it would, it's, I'm going to have the link on my website through, okay. um, the You'll see a crowd crowd or fund me page <laughs> on there. Or if you go to iphonewomen.com and search, uh, you'll be able to see my crowdfunding campaign there. So yeah, I have some amazing rewards there too. A lot of merch, um, discounts, raffles, uh, different things to really like give back to whoever contributes to my campaign. That's awesome. Yes, please buy. Please support the crowdfunding so that we can see the Mintierra in stores. This is just this is just the beginning. (laughs) That's crazy. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Excited for you and your crowdfunding campaign. Looking forward to you raising all the money so you can do all the things. And once that's kind of like all said and done, and luckily then you can hopefully enjoy the holidays with your family (laughs) and I mean (laughs) probably already planning for the new year you know aside from that your kind of crowdfunding goals like if you can share do you have any other goals for like you and your business yes absolutely so next year I definitely hope there's so many things right like you know it's really important to write them all down um, but one of my biggest one, of course, is getting into to retail and then even just boutique retailers. Like mm. there's so many like Mestiza here in Chicago, mm-hmm. for example, you know, like there's so many awesome boutique retailers um, throughout the country. So I would love the opportunity to like get into those as well. Um, and in order to do that, I also need to have like people in place because yeah. that's a lot of work, you know, like you need to be make sure that you're servicing them well, too, and and managing them. Um, so getting into retail, hiring more, more help as well, um, both in production and, and on social media, because I, mm-hmm. I need all the help I could get like there just to keep track of everything. Um, and then do more markets too. Like I miss the, the one-on-one interaction mm-hmm. with my customers. You know, I used to be able to do that before with when I was in the mall um, through retail and then the, the pop-ups. So I'm ready. Like now that COVID seems, seems, I don't know, <laughs> to like, Wait, know. Okay, I don't know. Like no one even wants to say that word anymore. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, just to be able to have that face to face and, um, and just keep growing the mi tierra, you know, as much, as much as I can make it more accessible, more available to more people. That's awesome. But yes. Yeah. We need it. We want it. So <laughs> hopefully, you know, best of luck with that and the crowdfunding. And Thank before you. we end, I wanted to do some quick lightning round questions. Okay. Um, so <laughs> answer anything. First thing that comes to mind, feel free to expand if you want. Everybody does, but okay. So the first question is what is your favorite me time activity? Whoa. Gosh, you know, that's hard because as a mom of three, it's really hard to get alone time. I was about to like, say you got time. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I did, I was able to do that. Um, but you know what, just having like an hour of just quiet time and just like stillness, right? Um, I love to journal. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like notebooks with me, like all the time where I just write ideas down no 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 like shape or order like it could like if you go through my journal you're like what like one side could be like business planning and then the other side is just like my thoughts turned out you know yeah um so I just love to journal and um I try to be intentional every morning and, and write like three things that I want to accomplish for the day or um I, I like to end the night like three things that I'm grateful for three things that happen during the day that I'm grateful for. And it could be something as simple as like, you know, yesterday I took my kids to the pumpkin patch or like 
having, you know, I love Starbucks. I'm a coffee fanatic, like yes. treating myself to un cafecito. Like, thank you for that cafecito. You went down so smoothly and it was yeah. so hot. Like, <laughs> it's the little things, like reminding myself that it's the little things um, that really keep you grounded and keep mm-hmm. you motivated too at the same time. For sure. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love that. Whenever you can find the time, the journey is the easy one. You can yeah, bring that one out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next question. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Hmm. Oh my gosh. Best piece of advice that has ever, that I have ever received. That's a tough one. Cause I, recently have been like, again, surrounding myself around more like business owners or like people that are trying to change things in their community. And, um, one of the, like, even the advice that I give all the time is just to have courage and not be scared mm-hmm. to do things. You know, everyone started for the first time with anything somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so just, you're never going to be prepared. Like, you're never going to be hundred percent ready yep. to do anything, you know, procrastination, I think kills more dreams than like the actual things that you do do. You know what I mean? It's um, just really getting started and knowing that you're going to learn along the way, like you're going to learn to pivot and you're going to learn to, to adjust things as a business owner. So just um, to be fearless and just get started. Mm-hmm. That was my next question. Piece of advice you would give. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Um, So what would you give anyone wanting to pursue a business like yours? Someone's like, I want to start skincare. You're like, whoa, I I know everything. I've been there, done that. What would you advise them? Um, To really be, I think anyone really starting a business is be intentional with your business. Um, it's more than like having a business, obviously for freedom, you know, we all want the freedom, but like we leave our nine to five, 40 hour, 40 hour work week to work, like 80, 80 80 hours a day, (laughs) like like, (laughs) 60, 80 hours a week, you know, but there's beauty in that. Mm -hmm. Um, but my biggest piece of advice too, is to have like your why, like, why are you doing what you're doing and why does it matter? Why should Mm -hmm. anyone care? right? Um, Of course, everyone wants to be in business, obviously, to make money, right? Mm -hmm. Or else we wouldn't be in business because money is also a tool Mm -hmm. that you could use to move your ideas, your dreams forward as little, as big or as little as they may be. You know, it could be because you want to have a vacation fund and take your kids to Disney, or it could be something as big as I want to change the industry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to see more Latina representation. Um, But those are your dreams, right? And as long as you're just intentional and not make it about the money only, but just Mm -hmm. really have a purpose with your product, like who is it going to serve? Why should it exist? And who's going to need it? You know, those are questions that you really need to ask yourself. And another thing too, is don't compare yourself. I think that's another piece of advice that I would give. Like, it's really easy. It happens to me too, um, to compare your journey with others. And I read this recently too, where, you know, just because you're starting on chapter one, like don't compare your chapter, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's really important to, to like not have um, that don't fall into that like comparison trap and just really stay focused on your business and just really get started mm-hmm. with your wife, you know, why you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's going to keep you going when it gets hard. Cause it's going to get hard. <laughs> it's going to get hard. It's not for the pain of heart. No, that's for sure. That's awesome. for sure. Okay. Next question. What is the best resource that has helped you along your journey? This can be a book, a podcast app, etc. Hmm. That has helped me definitely podcasts. Like I have so many podcasts that I listen to. Um, because it's important again, to hear other people's stories, to get motivated by others, people like their journeys and know that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Um, I also do a lot of audible books, um, from business motivation to financing and how to manage your money when you are in business, because Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to get into like too much debt or carry debt. Like Mm -hmm. you want to try to keep it as little as you possibly can. Um, but definitely podcasts and, and books. Um, the most recent one that I read was we should all be millionaires by Rachel Rogers. Um, 
she just speaks to like women primarily and how like we should be um getting again getting out of our own way and really dreaming bigger mm-hmm. and knowing like like all these possibilities are out there for you like it's not like for someone else right it's not yeah. like you looking at something and oh well that was for them or they they got lucky or they were able to do that because x y and z like to know that all of these possibilities could be yours too Mm-hmm. Why not me? Right? Why not me? Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, awesome. I'm, I wrote that one down for myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely add to the list. And I love a good podcast. I love audio. It's very much uh, on the go, right? What can you consume mm-hmm. maybe while you're making things? While oh, you're yeah. let's multitask here. I love it. <laughs> yeah, there's one a podcast too that I love. Um, Oh my God. It it always happens to me. Like in the moment I lose it. Let me look it up really quick. It's Mm -hmm. called, um, I just started listening to this one Chingonera revolution with Erica Cruz. I met her at the summit in California and she's amazing. Um, highly recommend her podcast. Um, and then there is female startup club. She's another one. It's a really good one. Um, I think she's Australian or from or from England but she interviews any female from all backgrounds from all over the world like it's so relatable like as a female entrepreneur Mm because she asks like the really hard questions Mm -hmm. but they're so like informative like everyone Mm -hmm. on her podcast loves to give like advice so I've learned a lot from her podcast too and that's a female startup club Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, awesome. I have not listened to those. So adding to my list, yeah, I hope everybody else is too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So last question, where can listeners connect with you online? So drop all the handles, websites, everything. Yay. Yes. So I appreciate everybody's support. So my website is uh, demitierranatural.com um, or demitierranatural.com. <laughs> <laughs> and then the same on Facebook, Natural. And then on Instagram, it's demitierra underscore natural. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm trying to build my LinkedIn account there as well. Um, demitierra natural. También. Nice. I will Yay. link that all in the show notes. so Everybody can click, follow, and help build that network. Help yes. build that skincare empire <laughs> that we all <laughs> want to see. But... I want to thank you, Avelia, for joining us on the Work Miha podcast. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you guys know what skincare you are getting for the holidays and to treat yourselves. Yes, <laughs> holidays are here. Don't forget about the mi tierra. <laughs> yes, for sure. And honestly, with the winter, take care of your skin, please. Yes. And thank you. But thank you so much, Avelia. For thank everybody you, else, Sophie. make sure to tune in to, you know, who's listening to this episode, listen to more amazing mujeres like Avelia, more Latina. Latina voices. We're amplifying voices of Latina leaders here. So I hope you all enjoyed. Until next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Visit workmiha.com. That's W-E-R-K-Miha.com to pick up your new favorite Chingona Fuel Cafecito mug or our Bet on Yourself Mija and No Pares Mija apparel for yourself and your comadres chingonas. Don't forget to follow Work Mija on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook for fun Latinx-inspired content. Make sure to tune in to the Work Me Hot podcast and listen to more inspiring mujeres.